Welcome to episode 368 of We Don't Die Radio. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And this is another special video episode. So if you're listening on your favorite podcast and you'd rather be watching and seeing the faces of the great people I'm interviewing today, simply go to YouTube and type in We Don't Die Radio 368. As a reminder, our home base is wedontdie.com, where now you can find, oh, just a ton of episodes between this show, We Don't Die Radio, and my new show on iHeartRadio called Shades of the Afterlife. Plus, we have a free Sunday weekly service called our Sunday Gathering, complete with inspiration and a free demonstration of mediumship. Got all kinds of things going on month after month. It's a good place to check out. So we don't die.com. You can find a lot. So for today, for the very first time in the history of me doing interviews, we are talking to three people at once. Well, we'll take breaks. We'll come up for air. We have Elizabeth, Irene, and Craig, who've created a collaborative book called Life to Afterlife, Helping Parents Heal. The book. Today, we'll hear their story, who they are, what their passion is, why they came together, first for the documentary film and now for, whoops, this book. (laughs) You can find out more about Helping Parents Heal at helpingparentsheal.org. Elizabeth, Irene, and Craig, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Thank you. Welcome. I, I, yourself, Sandra, I'm just so grateful that you're having us. And uh, this is just such an honor to be with you today. Thank you. It'll be fun. Hi, Irene. Hi. Thank you, Sandra. It's wonderful to be here. My pleasure. And hi, Craig. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Look at all these smiles. Good to see you guys too. So if I could, perhaps each one of you at a time, just describe a little bit about who you are, where you're from and how you got into this world and got connected with helping parents heal. Elizabeth, can we start with you? I would love to. And I I just want to first of all say that the book came out of a, a documentary that Craig McMahon put together with 17 members of Helping Parents Heal. And this was a couple years ago, and it was wonderful. The documentary was two and a half hours long. But when parents watch it, they say that it flies by, which is amazing because it is a very long uh, movie, but there was a lot that wasn't uh, said in the movie. And so we wanted to be able to um, let parents know more about not just the parents, but also more importantly, the kids who are a part of the movie. And that's why we moved into that. Um, Just to quickly let you know, though, I am the president and co-founder of Helping Parents Heal, which is an international organization um, that gives support and resources to parents who have had children pass. And Irene is our vice president. Craig is an honorary member. He's actually, we call ourselves Shining Light Parents because we, uh, we don't like the term bereaved. Craig is an honorary member as a Shining Light sibling. So thank you so much. And I'll go ahead and let Irene say something about herself. Hi, Sandra. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm vice president of Helping Parents Heal, originally born and raised in New Jersey and moved to South Carolina about six years ago. My only child, Carly Elizabeth Hughes, passed from esophageal gastric cancer at the age of 24 She was diagnosed and left this earth in four months, and my world was utterly destroyed. Um, I did not want to live. I really wanted to join Carly, and finding out about the afterlife and connecting with her through a medium changed my life. I found Helping Parents Heal. I met Elizabeth. She encouraged me to start a chapter here in South Carolina, and I did. I became very involved in the organization, and I was the uh, conference chair for our first conference. I am conference chair for our upcoming conference next August. Uh, I'm a caring listener, uh, wear many hats, and uh, my life is filled with gratitude, and I am just so happy to be here, be here on this earth, and every day I wake up and say, what can I do to honor my daughter today, and what can I do to make a difference in a parent's life? 
Thank you very much. And I think we all know firsthand the pain of grief, but the spiritual journey it can put us on and then lead us to where we are today, helping others, which I think is the biggest gift. And speaking of a big gift, we have Craig here. Craig, how did you get hooked up with these fine ladies at the Helping Parents Heal? And if you could tell us a little bit about your story, because you're a man up to a lot of things. Um, yeah, I went to, uh, you know, I can't remember, it was uh, Craig Hogan's uh, conference in, Sto- in Scottsdale. And uh, I had met um, Elizabeth there because I had just started the Life to Afterlife series and, uh, w- you know, via uh, Mark Ireland. And um, Mark had said, you know, I'd like you to meet um, Elizabeth and maybe consider doing an episode of Parents. So you know, Elizabeth said, come on down, we'll do a, uh, you know, you can come to one of the, one of the meetings. And uh, so I got to see a little bit about it. I was a little bit hesitant at first because I wasn't sure I understood, but Elizabeth um, talked to me a little bit more about how the parents are putting their lives back together and experiencing joy again and communicating. I didn't know that was about what I was about to see. A lot of the parents are actually communicating with their kids, which was, okay, now I'm in. Now I want to do it. So um, yes, that's how, how that uh, mom, can you hear me, uh, came about. And like I, like you had heard, 17 parents lost, or you know, not lost, um, I guess, how would you say it, um, had their children transition. So um, yeah, it's um, number two of the Life to Afterlife series, which originally I started out on Amazon and now I've branched out to um, the YouTube channel, Life to Afterlife Spirituality Series. So yeah, that's how I came about it. So people can look up Life to Afterlife to get yeah. into your Yeah, series. there's a Life to Afterlife Spirituality Series on uh, channel on YouTube. Also, the stuff is on um, Amazon, but it's not... Uh, worldwide. It's just the United States. Okay. Well, YouTube though, they can find you, I'm sure, right? Yeah. All that stuff. That's international. Okay. And then with the movie, when did that come about? Several of our, or many of our people watching or listening right now don't know about that. So let's talk a little bit about the movie with Helping Parents Heal. Would you Uh, like, would you like Elizabeth to talk? Go ahead. No, I was going to say um, it it happened at the Afterlife Conference and we met and it started almost immediately, which was wonderful. Um, You had asked me after going to a meeting of Helping Parents Heal, if I could introduce you to a group of parents who have actually gone a little bit further down the healing path um, to be able to concentrate on them. And um, so I got together an email and sent it out to all of my friends who have been on this journey with me for quite some time. We're all very different. All of us are, um, the the one thing that connects us is our beautiful children. And um, it it was such a fun experience to be able to talk about our kids during that filming. And I just have to say that there have been other people who have wanted to do movies about helping parents heal and it hasn't come to fruition. Craig, this was almost immediate. He did the interviews and then it was there and it started helping people immediately, which is wonderful. Craig, would you like to say a little bit more about that? <clears throat> um, no, I mean, I think you pretty well uh, covered it all. Yeah. I, I was, just blessed to be able to spend time with those parents. Um, I learned a lot. So it was a great experience because um, I had lost, uh, not lost, I keep, I keep saying that, sorry, two of my brothers transitioned and then um, both of my parents transitioned. So I have a lot of people on the other side. Um, so I've had to go through, you know, so it really helped me as well. Being of service helps mega. And I think we all know that. So for the film, were there 17 people that you had to interview and did they all fly out West? Uh, well, for, for the most of them, they were local because they were, you know, in a lot of them were in Scottsdale, carefree, 
I don't know, Fountain Hills. I don't know where everybody was from, but I think there was like Irene. I knew she flew out, but um, most everybody was a local. So they came to my studio and then we filmed there. Yeah. In Scottsdale. Thanks. Irene, now you came the furthest distance. Can you explain your thoughts about what you've been through to being in the film? Um, when Elizabeth asked me, I really, I was so honored, first of all, that I, I could be a part of it. But also, I think my story of transformation is just miraculous. And I really wanted to be able to show that you can survive, that you can thrive, that you can find hope, and you can live a joy-filled life again. Once I realized that Carly's body died, but she didn't die, that life is eternal, and that I can connect with her when I want to. I have a conversation with her all the time. I can have dialogue with her and I know that she's with me always. So I really wanted to be able to tell my story and to tell my story and offer hope to another parent. Yeah, you can tell stories as many as you want. Stories make such a difference. It's one thing if somebody says, yeah, the afterlife is real. Well, give me proof. Give me stories. And when you can reach into your own feelings and express what you've been through and the signs you've had and how the communication is still open, then it's like other people may want to listen. The book, which is beautiful. I'm holding it the right way <laughs> this time. How did, where's the genesis from the movie? Let's turn this into a book. And are there, are they the same stories? Craig, do you want to share about that? Oh, Craig, you're on mute. How did the book come together? Yeah. Um, I think that probably should go to Elizabeth. Yes. Uh, over to Elizabeth. a story. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> thanks, Craig. I, and thank you, Sandra. It was, pretty amazing because I was being interviewed by Jamie Clark and Maggie Clark and it was the 21st of July and uh, so just a few months ago and Jamie during the interview and actually the interview came out yesterday he said to me Elizabeth Morgan is saying that you are going to write a book about life to afterlife about that movie and he was very direct and I don't know if you know Jamie he's just like telling me this and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm getting a little nervous. And he said, and it's going to, it's going to come out really quickly. And I said, well, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, but there were, there were 20 parents that had to plus two people who did forwards and Craig as well to get all of this information in. Um, and I thought this, this is going to take forever. And it actually took less than two months to get all of the chapters together, the forewords from Maureen Hancock and from Suzanne Giesman, um, all of the information in terms of um, I had to get in touch with a few of the people that I had in my chapter to make sure that they were okay with it. They got back to me immediately. I mean, it was just amazing. I've never seen something happen so quickly. And it's actually beautiful. I mean, it, it turned out really nicely. And um, it, it definitely tells the stories of these kids who are a part of the documentary. And I am just so grateful to all of these kids for letting it come together so quickly. It was Morgan, it was Chelsea, and then it was all these other kids. It was Carly, it was Craig's brothers who also were helping. I mean, it was it was something that was definitely a collaborative effort. So when you say your chapter, did each person, were they able to tell their stories in their chapter? Yes. So it's broken down into chapters, but Craig does a chapter as the producer. So it's a little bit different. Um, obviously, Suzanne Giesman, Suzanne uh Maureen Hancock do their own forward. And then actually Suzanne Giesman also does a chapter about Susan, who is her stepdaughter. So uh, the book starts, uh, I believe with Morgan and then with Susan, and then it goes through every single, uh, every single uh, parent, but more importantly, every, every single child um, that was in the documentary. We added three chapters because three of our board members were very far away 
when this was filmed and it would have been very difficult for them to get here. One was in New Orleans, one was in um, Ohio, and then one was in California. And so because of that, they didn't participate in the original uh, movie in the documentary, but they are included as well. Plus, we have a wonderful Shining Light mom who edited the book for us, and she did so free of charge, and her daughter's in the book as well. So we're very grateful for, for that as well. Oh, wonderful. Let's see. We can go one of two places, either some of your favorite stories from the book or hear a little bit more about helping parents heal. Because sometimes I take for granted that people know that this could be somebody's very first episode. So where would you like guys like to go? Yeah, I think, Elizabeth, I think you should talk about Helping Parents Heal, how it was founded. While you guys think about stories. Gotcha. <laughs> well, I, I would love to talk about Helping Parents Heal. And Helping Parents Heal um, started in 2009, as soon as Morgan transitioned at the base camp of Mount Everest. But um, my daughter, Chelsea, had already transitioned back um in 1991, and she only survived for two days. And so when Morgan transitions, I felt him with me right away. I had a shared death experience with him, and he hugged me, and it was incredible. And so because of that, I wanted to find other parents who were experiencing the same kind of thing, who are getting these same kinds of hugs. And I started an online group a week later because I couldn't find any groups at that time in 2009 that actually expressed anything about the spiritual nature of our relationship, about connecting with our kids in spirit. And so um, it, it was it was more to be able to meet other parents, too, who were experiencing this. But it was also to be able to um, celebrate the kids who um, I, I immediately started a tribute section on the Facebook page where we were celebrating the kids' birthdays and angel dates. And that was extremely important to me. But um, anyway, Helping Parents Heal is um, now a worldwide organization. And we have uh, groups in, in the United States, in Canada, in the UK, in South Africa, in India, in New Zealand, and Australia. And um, we are so fortunate to be able to have all of these groups to be able to help different people. We also have a Hispanic Helping Parents Heal that covers a lot of the uh, South South American and um, Mexico, as well as Spain. Um, and then we have special interest groups as well. But um, we have a group of caring listeners as well, who are available 24 hours a day. And they have gone down the healing path a little bit further than than some of the other parents have. And they reach a hand back to help others forward. We have nine different languages that are spoken by our caring listeners and they're everything is free of charge on helping parents heal but they are definitely free of charge um we have uh, some incredible providers who work with us and um we also and the providers are kind enough to present to our group many many times um and then a lot of them are going to be at the conference uh, that's going to be in August of 2022. And maybe, Irene, if you could talk a little bit more about the conference, that would be great. Sure. Look at her. Yes. <laughs> well, we had a conference planned for uh, last year, which you know didn't happen with with COVID. So we're we're very fortunate and happy to be going forward with the next conference. And we've had registration open for, I think, not even four weeks yet. And we have 730 people signed up to come to the conference already. Really? We just, we just about have the hotel sold out. So, uh, yeah, it's it's incredible. It's just absolutely amazing. Wow. For August 2022. Mm -hmm. yes. Amazing. We, we told the hotel when we were planning the conference that we would sell it out. And the hotel was like, yeah, everybody likes to think that. But, you know, it's not easy. And Elizabeth and I said, well... We have a feeling it's it's going to. So, yeah, 
And what's the conference all about? One can guess it's parents invited. Uh, yes, parents invited. We mm-hmm. have uh, keynote speakers and breakout uh, workshops. I'll try to name some of the speakers and Elizabeth can help me. Uh, keynote speakers, Suzanne Giesman, uh, Gordon Smith is flying in from Scotland to speak. Mark Anthony is going to be speaking. Uh, Elizabeth, you've probably got the list. Go ahead. Yes, so we have Dr. Mary Neal, Jeff Olson, Jeff O'Driscoll, as well as LaVon Wells. And then we have who <gasps> speak about specifically about forgiveness, uh, like Ernie Jackson. We have uh, people on our board. Ernie's on our board. Uh, Mark, uh, let's see, Mark Ireland, Dr. Mark Pitstick. Um, we have we have a bunch of mediums who are going to be coming too, who are going to be able, uh, able to uh, do readings for parents while they're there at an extra charge, but they also are going to be doing gallery readings, which is included in the conference itself. And um, David Kessler, let's not forget David Kessler, <laughs> as well as Paul Dennison, who's going to be teaching us grief yoga, which is wonderful. We have sound healers coming with their crystal bowls as well. Uh, from Canada and from uh, Colorado. Uh, There's just going to be a wonderful, and all of the speakers are on our website at www.helpingparentsheal.org. Craig will be there as well. And we're going to be doing a panel about the book, which will be wonderful. And speaking of Craig, he has so many projects that are upcoming, and I would love for him to be able to tell a little bit about some of these projects because... They're just amazing. First of all, I would like, Craig, I would love for you to tell a little bit more about your spiritual journey because you have you have had such an amazing journey from, from before you started making life to afterlife to everything that you're doing right now. Could you maybe tell people about that? Sure. Um, yeah. So um I had one brother transition from a uh, car accident. He was 18 years old and that really shattered uh, my family um, pretty hard, Uh, you know, and then years later, um, well, my mom and I continued the where is he conversation and that kind of turned into, well, he's must be in the afterlife. And then my mom opened up a uh, hypnosis hypnosis institute in chicago to help other people but this was quite some time ago there was really no uh spiritual community at this point and i was quite young i was nine nine years old when my brother uh transitioned so my mom and i were talking about where where was carrie where where is he so that conversation went on quite many years so uh, you know, I was uh, meditating and doing all this uh, spiritual stuff, and um, a profound voice came through and said, um, "Why are you so interested in the afterlife?" <laughs> so uh, they said, um, "You need to get your life on and start living a life, and you'll you'll get to know about the afterlife soon enough." And so I carried on and got married, had a child, and everything like that, and then. Another uh, brother uh, transitioned from um, taking his life. I don't know if we can talk about the word uh, on this uh, YouTube thing. Um, But yes, so he transitioned. uh, Carrie transitioned from a car accident. And then Al um, transitioned thereafter. And um, both parents then followed with. So I became sort of an orphan. I do have my daughter, you know, And then about four years ago, these beings of light came around and said, you're going to start doing this stuff, the spiritual stuff. And I'd already been making movies for Amazon and uh, started the journey. And so, yeah, that that was the that was how it all kind of started for me uh, was this uh, these transitions and the beings of light have been guiding me. I would like to also say that while I was making the documentary for the 17 parents, the children were hanging around with me a lot. And that was a little weird for me because I haven't, ex- I hadn't experienced such spirit presence actively. Um, and, you know, I got myself immersed into each 
student um, child because of the parents and you know we scanned in photos and i really got to know them and the next thing i know the they were playing around with my computer they were they wouldn't let me scan certain photos that they <laughs> you know so they it's just uh, an interesting thing and then whenever i would go to some of the meetings they would all gather around me and i'd be like oh my gosh so they all became friends of mine. Not only did the parents become friends, but the kids really just were just took a light, took a liking to me and I took a liking to them. And so I built this relationship and I felt that there is a, a helping parents heal kids in the afterlife working probably just as hard, if not harder uh, to put together to help, you know, parents and children and to bridge that that gap between this realm and that realm. And um, it's just been an amazing, amazing experience. I learned so much um, about the dynamics. Craig, you seem like a pretty lovable guy, so I can understand why the kids would want to hang around you. Can you talk about those beings of light that you said? I mean, did you have mediumistic thoughts before, or all of a sudden did you have this awakening? Well, you know, you have to understand I was a very spiritual person up until I was about 22 until the profound voice came through and said, knock it off. You get on with your life. And then we'll, we'll, so when they came four years ago, I was like, oh, and I, they really just started to introduce themselves to me as, you know, spirit guides. And um, I felt there was other, other beings of light that had like an agenda, so to speak, where they really, they knew that I could reach a lot of people. And um, they knew that I had, lo I love, uh, you know, the afterlife and they knew that I would be perfect for. So they basically said, um, you're going to be doing this Life to Afterlife spirituality series and all these other contents, shows and, and stuff like that. And they, they, I, you know, when I make movies, I use a, a blueprint, which is called a screenplay and we follow it exactly. And um, I knew that uh, I wanted four things to happen. I wanted it to be all truth and I wanted it to be helpful, hopeful and healing. And uh, I was driving around in Phoenix and we're the local testing grounds for a lot of these self-driving uh, vehicles. So I just happened to pull up beside a self-driving vehicle. I said, roll down your window. I said, how does this work? And he said, um, it's really, really quite simple. We just punch in the address. We take our hands off the wheel and the car goes wherever it's supposed to go. And I went, that's it. That's how I'm going to do it. So I just basically, that's how they guide me. They just talk to this guy. So as soon as I talked to that guy, I went, oh, okay, I'm not going to make a screenplay. I'm not even going to figure out who's going to come to me. But when I, when they, they just lead them right to me. And um, it's interesting because I've had experiences where there was not exactly the truth. And the camera would go out of focus. The, the footage would get ruined. Uh, it's just like they were completely 100% in charge. I just show up and I do what I do best. So it's been really interesting. I've really gotten to know them more and more. And they become integrated into my life. And, uh, you know, a lot of changes have uh, taken place. So it, it really the, the guides, I have my own guides for the spirit box communication. I have my own guides with the Arcturians and their wonderful messages. And, and the Life to Afterlife series is, is uh, just such wonderful, wonderful people. And I just keep making more and more and more, you know, it's just been so awesome. Oh, thank you. There's different types of mediums. There's people that work one-on-one -on -one with people and there are people like you and me and my way that the way we're getting it is we're the medium between this information and the people that are looking for it. So a big hug, pat on the back, everything for you stepping up to the plate and sharing. I mean, it's it's amazing what you're doing. And you're like the Energizer Bunny that just keeps going and going and going and creating. So Irene, let's talk to you a little bit about okay. more about the book. And now I'd love to hear some stories because there'll be people that certainly buy the book. And I know I would like you to tell, tell us where the funds are going to too that are collected but also what are some reasons that people can believe in the afterlife this is their first time tuning in what kind of signs come sure i'll uh i talk about it in the book um after carly passed i just became obsessed that i had to know that she was okay and she wasn't frightened when she passed 
you know, she passed suddenly. And um, I just set my sights to find a medium. I wanted to know, all I wanted to know was that she wasn't frightened when she passed and that she was okay. And I did my research and I found, um, actually Dr. Gary Schwartz had a HBO documentary, documentary I believe called the um, Afterlife series, I think. Um, he, he had mediums, George Anderson, uh, he had six mediums that he tested. And I decided I was living uh, in New Jersey and George Anderson was in Long Island and I made an appointment with my sister. And we just set the intention that all I want to know, please let me know that Carly was okay when she passed. And within minutes of sitting with him, he looked at me and he said, you have a daughter that's passed and she wants you to stop obsessing about her passing. It was as easy as walking through a doorway and your mom was there to greet her. And that changed everything for me. It just changed, changed my life. It really did. I mean, not that I didn't still grieve and not that I don't miss her still every minute of every day, but I know she's okay. And I know that she's with me. And I later, I talk about in the book, um, had a reading with Suzanne Giesman. And uh, when I was with George Anderson, I purchased a book, Walking in the Garden of Souls, and he autographed that book for me. And I called the book my Bible. I carried it with me always. I just It just brought me so much comfort. And was interesting, in the book, he autographed it. And on uh, the left side, he wrote about Carly and the hereafter. And on the right side, he wrote the Lord's Prayer in Latin. And I carried that book with me and I had the reading with Suzanne Giesman. And she said, your daughter is wonderful information. You know, no question. No one could know any of the validations that came through. But she did say, your daughter is talking about a book. You're holding a book. You have a book. It's a Bible, but it isn't a Bible. And I see I'm an author. And I know when I autograph books, I autograph on the right side. This book is autographed on the left as well as the right. That was, that was just stunning to me. And from that point on, it just transformed, you know, all the grief counseling, all anything you want to do when you know that your child is okay and is alive on the other side of this life, you know, it's, it's just amazing. It's wonderful. It couldn't be any better gift for someone and unfortunately, the term that is used so much is lost. I will love when that just changes to transitions or something else. Well, you know, when you talk about that, Elizabeth and I feel very strongly about language and the language mm-hmm. used in grief. And we are really trying to educate people about language. You know, we do not use the word death. We'll talk about death as the death of a physical body only. Um I do not like the word bereaved, and that's why we consider ourselves shining light parents. I think bereaved is the saddest word in the dictionary, um, as well as educating people to use the word transition. Wow. Any stories of signs from loved ones? Or are they just coming through mediums, the stories in the book? Oh, I I get signs from Carly all the time. Uh, Songs, I'll... Our song was um, Somewhere Over the Rainbow by the Hawaiian singer Is. And I can close my eyes and have a conversation with her, turn on my uh, Sonos radio, and honestly, it plays almost immediately. Anytime I ask her to end, you know. That's pretty impossible to do. I've got some amazing signs from Morgan that don't come from him directly, which is, I sometimes feel like it's even more validating. Like um, in the book, there's a story about his uh, best friend from college who was the mascot for U of A. And he became a firefighter after. And when he was um, fighting his first fire in Peoria, He was um, going to push a car out of the garage and there was another firefighter in the car, putting it into neutral. And all of a sudden, Dan felt these arms come around him and pull him off his feet all the way back to the back of the garage. And an air conditioning unit fell right where he would have been. And the kid in the car said, dude, just what just happened? Because it was the most incredible thing for him to see Dan fly off of his feet that way. So Dan got in touch with us and let us know about this. 
And um, his son's second name is Morgan. His son was born after this happened, but um, he knows that Morgan's with him all the time. And I think that the the book itself is filled with these kinds of um, these kinds of validations that just you can't make them up. There's just no way to make them up. And the people who are telling them are very down to earth. All of the 17 parents are extremely down to earth. In fact, it's funny because Craig had dinner with all of us. We all brought a buffet kind of dinner with um, a potluck. And, um, and it was interesting because afterwards, maybe you could tell, tell a little bit about what you experienced at that dinner um, after the filming. Is that possible, Craig? Well, you don't have to unmute. Yes. Um, you're, okay, so you're talking about... Uh, At Lynn and Jeff's yeah. house. Oh, yeah, Jeff's house. Uh, Lynn and Jeff's house. Um, well, you know, I love the story about the balloon. And uh, we... I, I don't know if that story has been out, but um, I think... Uh, was it that... Uh, was, was it Lori Savoy? Was it was the balloon? I can't, I can't remember. The balloon was... Uh, Garrett. Garrett was manipulating a balloon at a social event with the high school kids and the, the balloon was interacting with everybody. And it was just an amazing story. And I was like, oh my gosh, that'd be so cool if we could bring the balloon to Jeff and Lynn's house. And I guess while we were doing all our, our stuff, the balloon was going up and down the stairs. It was bumping into their son, Devin's um, picture, like just bumping into the picture and just doing all this stuff. Um, so that was, that was with uh, Suzanne Giesman, I think was, was, she was there, right? And what I was thinking about too, was the fact that you had said that it was really unusual to spend time, to spend a whole evening with people who didn't talk about things that we talked about. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that, um, that was quite interesting. You know, um, I am in Scottsdale. So there's a, you know, there's social events and, you know, you go to these social events and I was just sitting there quietly observing while everybody was interacting and um, the parents um, were generally interested in every, everything the other person was saying. And I was like, I've never seen anybody in a social environment where they're just waiting for the other person to finish so they could take, say, you know, say their thing. They were genuinely caring. I could feel this empathy, this compassion. That the We're losing you just a little so bit. I was yeah. fortunate enough to, you know, sorry, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm, That's okay. It, it, maybe you could switch to somebody else until... <laughs> of it but that was beautiful thank you craig um but anyway um thank you uh for talking about that it was such a special evening and he had organized um suzanne geisman was going to be doing readings for all of the parents it was the end of the uh it was the wrap and so um it was very exciting exciting all of the parents were excited the kids were excited as well, and it was a beautiful evening. But um, anyway, just wanted to throw that in there that um, it's true that when we get together, we laugh a lot. We have so much fun. We don't talk about material things. Material things don't work. Uh, don't we don't care about those anymore. What we talk about is our kids because we can't talk about our kids with anybody else. So it's really fun to be able to do so with people who understand. It's so important. There's enough people out there, I think that we've all experienced that don't believe. And that's fine. They're not interested in hearing what we have to say. You know, they're opinion, opinionated and that's okay. I think eventually people get on their own journey to look for reasons to believe, but people need people. How many people are involved with helping parents heal right now, Elizabeth? Last oh. I talked to you, it was like 13,000. 
It's it's about twenty thousand. We're almost up to twenty thousand, um, and that's just counting the Facebook group. We have people all over the world as well, um, and. Of course, you never, ever want that number to keep growing because you don't want families to have to join Helping Parents Heal. But at the same time, it really is, I feel so grateful that they're finding us and that they know that their kids are okay, that they're happy, healthy, and home, and that we're still in school, and that all of our kids over there, which is pretty close to here, it's like just a sheet of wax paper separates us from them. But all of them are friends. All of them are having a blast. All of them celebrate all of these important anniversaries and um, birthdays and everything else that goes on here. They're not missing one bit of what goes on here. And I think that what's really important for parents to understand And we say this all the time, there is not one second that will have passed when we see our loved one again, it's going to be as though we are picking up immediately from where we were before. They're they're not missing anything. We're not missing anything. Yeah, here on earth, we have time. And I think a lot of people feel that their loved one is grieving and doing terrible in the afterlife, in the spirit world, when I think it's just a blink of an eye, they're with us. They can see us. They're involved in our activities. And the opposite is true with us. We have faith that they're there, but we can't see them like they can see us. So it's so important, I think, for everybody to get connected, whether you're a parent or not. I think Helping Parents Heal, I know, is for parents. And is there helping siblings heal or something also? And there's helping fathers heal as well, because um, fathers have a different trajectory than than moms do. And they Mm -hmm. usually like to be together by themselves in a group. And Mike Mike Edwards uh, runs that. And then uh, the Helping Siblings Heal is over uh, two continents. So it's here in the States, it's over in the UK as well. And they hold meetings for the siblings as well. And of course, with a sibling, they feel that they have to allow their parents to heal before they can finally start healing. So um, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard road for them. And um, it's nice for them to be able to talk between themselves about the difficulties of being a shining light sibling, just as Craig is a shining light sibling, and um, being able to move uh, through that and create amazing things because a lot of these shining light siblings are the um, movers and the shakers for things that are compassionate and wonderful later on. They're the ones who want to make this world a better place. And they do. So sounds like you guys too, making the world a better place, taking, I don't want to say the cards that were dealt to you, but going through grief is a experience that I wouldn't wish on anyone, but without it, I wouldn't be here talking to you guys. Yeah. And you wouldn't have written your beautiful book and you wouldn't have been able to have this incredible um, huge dynasty of all of these different ways to be able to help people. And I, I just feel so grateful that you are a trailblazer. You're one of the first that I knew about on this healing journey. And I know that you have been helping so many people, Sandra. So thank you for doing that. And, um, and thank you for continuously holding all of these meetings on Sundays and during the week. And um, it's wonderful. It really makes like a difference in so many people's lives. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. So many parents have, have found out about helping parents heal through you. We we get a lot of people that come to us and, you know, I spoke to a mom recently and she said something that I think is so profound. She said, Since I've joined Helping Parents Heal, I'm learning so much. And she said, 
It's as if my child has moved to a foreign country and now I'm learning that language. Oh, that's a nice way of putting it. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. It's a whole different way to communicate mm-hmm. and belief. And it's so important to tap into our own feelings because I think for most of us, we'd love to have our lights flash on and off or see a road sign that's got our loved one's name on it. But sometimes these messages are so subtle. It could be just a shared memory that all of a sudden just sneaks in or the smell of somebody's cologne or or something like that. Irene, I wanted to ask about your YouTube channel because if you're not a shining light parent or sibling or dad, you can still access so much of what Helping Parents Heal offers with some amazing videos on your YouTube channel. Well, when when COVID happened, Elizabeth and I um, started almost nightly Zoom meetings because we were no longer holding in-person chapter meetings. Um, so we started holding these Zoom meetings and parents just absolutely loved it. You know, every night, almost Monday to Thursday, uh, we would have these wonderful speakers on. And do we have over 200 videos now, Elizabeth, on YouTube? Hundred, almost three hundred. Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so it's the Helping Parents Heal YouTube channel, and all of our meetings, uh, Elizabeth, as soon as they're finished, she uploads them to YouTube, and they can be accessed because, like Elizabeth said, we have parents all around the world, so they can't join us always as the meetings are happening, and they can watch them anytime. So yeah, wow! I didn't realize we had three hundred. Wow. That's quite a bit. I'm so proud of you guys. I really am. Um, I just had a great thought and now it's gone. See, (laughs) in the moment, (laughs) it disappears. Well, I want to ask each one of you just what parting thoughts you want to leave with the person who may be watching or listening right now. But before that, I, my thoughts came back (laughs) as they do getting a little older, you see. The thing is, is for each one of us, we are souls having this human experience. But I think part of the agreement is to not remember who we are 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And if we knew just how wonderful the afterlife is, we may want to get there sooner. And the thing is, there's so much richness here on earth. There's so many things that we can experience here, emotions and love and wonderful things. And true, there's great things there as well, but there's a reason we're here on earth. And I think there's plenty of times, especially in the past year and a half we've had, that it's been a really tough road. Grief doesn't always happen just because a loved one passes. It can happen when our life turns upside down, when we lose our health, when we lose our jobs. I lost my 35-year-old catering business and had to start anew. I never saw it coming. So we've had this rocky road and all it takes sometimes to get us thinking out of our own heads, because in our heads is not often the happiest place to be. We've got this negative self-talk that happens. You guys know what that's all about. But to turn to Helping Parents Heal YouTube channel, say, or just pick a random video and just put yourself there, be present, watch one of Craig's episodes, be present, maybe watch the documentary and just watch. There are gold nuggets for each one of us in each of those things. And there's just that little whisper that you're going to have that there really is a big, bigger picture. Your life is important. You are important. There's only one of you for a reason. You shouldn't be anywhere else other than where you are right now, no matter what age you are. It's not too late. You're in the perfect place. I think guilt can be thrown out the window. Each one of us makes the decisions we know are best at the time, but you are completely supported, not only with these beautiful people that I'm talking to today, but also we've got a whole team of beings and loved ones that surround us in this invisible space. So it takes an action though on our end, whether reading a book or watching 
a video or listening to an episode of a great podcast <laughs> to help us remember who we are. So with that, I want to ask each one of you just some closing thoughts or look into your soul and talk to our listener, our, our viewer. Can we start with you, Craig? Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, so the, the most recent uh, episodes of the Life to Afterlife series was the ones that I interviewed um, people that trans died and came back in their experience. And so I thought I was all set to do number four and the beings of light said, no, <laughs> they wanted me to talk about um, how to deal with clearing up past life traumas and karmic uh, cobwebs. And so that's where I actually have Elizabeth um, in this next uh episodes there's going to be three about you know how to deal with these adversities and how to put our lives back together so i brought um three parents uh not from the documentary it's just elizabeth was the uh the one and then i have joe mcquellen who channel writes christopher his son into i believe he's gotten a second book out by now it must be and then another mother that um, just really took me um, by surprise because she uh, she really put her life back together. I was actually talking to her three months after her 19-year-old son uh, transitioned. And I was just amazed at how she was processing it so well. And so, yeah, this, the next three episodes are going to be about how to deal with traumas that maybe happened when we were a child in a past life. So I have a lot of different, um, different types of healers and counselors and whatever you want to call it. So it could be anything from, we talked about QHHT, which is Dolores Cannon's way of, of using hypnosis, uh, EMDR, um, soul retrieval. I have one guest that um, spent 30 years in six different indigenous cultures, learning about all the different spirituality that they do so that's really amazing unfortunately uh and uh just transitioned a couple of days ago due to uh covid so i was actually really blessed to uh have all her about 30 years of embodiment of work of in, you know studying these indigenous cultures you know whether it's west africa or south africa india she talks about healing herself of cancer and everything all these wonderful things so I was going to originally do death and back four, but then the beings of light said no. And it just so coincided with a major transition that happened in my life. And so it was all about the dark night of the soul working on how to put, you know, all this into place. So it's, it's going to be, um, I mean, it's, it's amazing stuff. Amazing. So the people are, are, are awesome. Craig, what's your website? Uh, just craigmcmahon.com my name oh easy, easy. <laughs> yeah yeah thank you and then uh the life to afterlife spirituality ch uh channel on youtube has a lot of the i'm pretty much putting all the content up on youtube now so perfect there's a lot of people looking i think that's the way irene what do you have to say here um i would tell people to find your tribe you know, that grief can be very isolating. And when you find a group of people that understand you and that have experienced what you have experienced, it's very helpful. And that, you know, we will be together with our loved ones who have passed in the blink of an eye. So why not take the time that we have left and choose joy, you know, choose joy. That's what I'd like to say to people, we make a choice every day how we are going to live. I don't want to spend the rest of my life sad. I know Carly wouldn't want me to. If um, I was in the afterlife and Carly was here, I would want her to live a joy-filled life. And that's what I try to do every day. So choose joy. Oh, thank you. Choose joy. Thank you. Elizabeth? I feel exactly I, that echoes what I wanted to say. I believe that it's really important as we move forward to be able to be joyful and to understand 
<clears throat> again, that we are going to see our kids so in such a small amount of time. So we have a little bit of time here to be able to make a difference and everything that we do, they are so excited about. And I've been told that our kids high five each other in the afterlife. If they see their parents smile, which is just wonderful. I believe that once you start down the healing path, if you can reach a hand back to someone and bring them forward, that heals you even more than it does the person that you're bringing forward. And that's one of the things about helping parents heal that's so wonderful. We have an enormous group of parents who are all wonderful, who want to help each other get to the point where we're all healed. And that differentiates us from other support groups. We truly believe that it is possible to heal from the passing of a child, which is something that a lot of other groups will tell you that it's impossible. But we know because we have healed from the passing of a child and some of us from the passing of more than one children. And um, I, I'm just very, very grateful that you have had us on here. I'm grateful to Craig for creating the movie that allowed Jamie Clark to tell me that we had to do a book about. And I'm really grateful for this book. I, I feel so good about this book because it is filled with stories of healing of different parents who have experienced the unthinkable, the, the most difficult thing that you can ever go through and who are rising above it and who are healing. And this is what's in the film. And it's also in the book, but even more so in the book. So thank you. Wow. Well, here's the book again. If you can see it, Life to Afterlife, Helping Parents Heal, the book. And for those of you listening on podcasts, I'm holding up a book right now. <laughs> well, I want to thank you guys for being here today. Well, thank you. Thank well, you. This was wonderful. We're just so grateful to you. And um, I, I'm just... This, this is so kind of you to allow your listeners to know a little bit more about helping parents heal. So thank you very much. You're welcome. I love to share. I love it. I love it. I think that's why I'm on earth. Even if it wasn't about afterlife, if I had a bag of candy, I would share it with everybody. That's just part of my makeup. But with that, I want to thank our listener or our viewer for being here today. A reminder, our home base is wedontdie.com. And on that main screen, if you scroll right down, if you'd like to join my email list, it says you can read a few chapters of my book, We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. But the, here's the secret. It's the entire book. I don't want anything to stop you from getting this information. Chapter 10 is How to Survive Grief with some very critical information about what happens in our body and brain and chemically that causes grief and things we can do to really help the healing process. And then there's also an audio called How to Survive Grief that you can hear if you'd like to. We also offer a free Sunday gathering. It's our inspirational service and it is amazing. They are fun. They are lively. And part of each and every one is a medium demonstration. So people in our online congregation can get readings from our mediums. Really pretty exciting. We always have upcoming courses and you can tap into your own psychic nature and mediumistic abilities and take a personal journey on uh, your path to spirit and really get to know who you are as a soul being in here this life. I think it's very important that we get to know ourselves. You can find out more about our fab fabulous guests at helpingparentsheal.org. Pick up a copy of the book at your favorite bookstore, which is probably Amazon, easiest for all of us to get to real fast. So in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain. I've been your host on We Don't Die Radio. I do believe that life is an education for our souls and our life here on earth is important. So add some joy into your life. Sometimes you just have to be proactive and do it. Even if your mind is saying something else, think of what you're, you're grateful for. Take a moment, slow down, just be present to the space around you. 
It is packed filled with loved ones who care for you, who support you, that are going to be there to see you when you close your eyes and open them again in the afterlife. They're right there. They're your biggest champions. It's so important, though, for each and every one of us to live life while we're here because there really is some good things in it. So I really want to thank everybody for listening or for viewing, and we'll see you soon.